Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hi, I'm Ron Barr, and this is today's edition of Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. When I want to talk baseball, I can't think of a better person to talk baseball with than Phil Garner, the former Major League player and manager. And, of course, he took the Houston Astros to the only World Series that they've ever gone to back in 2005 against the Chicago White Sox. And I was reading an article, Phil, in which you were talking about a new attitude and a new way to approach running teams, particularly those teams that have been losing franchises for a period of time. But before I get into that, I've always felt that when teams, no matter what the sport is, don't win on a consistent basis or they finish at the bottom of their division, it's usually because they don't have a plan or they don't stick to a solid plan. First of all, am I correct in that observation? I, I would I would agree generally with that. I think in, in probably and when I say generally, I would say more than 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 sixty seventy percent of the case. That's probably the truth. I, I see uh, organizations start, and it's evidenced by the time by the way they fire their managers. If you if you've got a plan in place, a plan for me is a long range plan. If you're five years, seven years, you're looking out, and you think you've chosen the right guy to, to, to put this plan in place, you don't need to be firing anybody two or three years into it. you gotta, you got you to gotta, uh, stick with a plan. Otherwise, you know, you're admitting that the plan was faulty, and that's what I see the majority of teams do uh, on a consistent basis. The one thing, they're, in, they're consistent about their inconsistency. <laughs> Uh, firing a manager uh, during the season or even in the early part of the season, is that a knee-jerk reaction from the organization? Well, I, it's, there are times when it's probably the right thing to do to, to let a manager go. To, to, you know, those sometimes changes are necessary, and and I, I, I can appreciate that. I've been in situations where I've had to let coaches go where I, I don't, normally like to do that but sometimes it's not working and and uh, my thing is you try to you give them the responsibility and when it doesn't work out for whatever reasons then you have to make changes and the same thing happens with managers if if they're let's, let's put their 
our shoes in a let's, let's put our manager's hat or our owner's hat on, our general manager's hat and owner's hat on for a minute. And let's say we have a manager, but we don't feel like he's sticking with the plan or he's not implementing the plan like we want to. Then you you need to let him go. Uh, and in cases, uh, I think fewer than 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 actually does happen. A manager loses the team, and when that happens, you either got to stand behind him and let him slam the door on on some probably some bad apples on the team, or you gotta you gotta make a change. You know, when you take a look at, at, at teams that have struggled for a long time, and if you do happen to have a plan in place, if you have a disagreement, general manager and manager, I can understand making a change there. But how many times have you heard uh, or had a player walk into your office and say, "Hey, Phil, what's my role on this team?" I mean, players feel most comfortable, do they not, when they know what the plan is and what their role is in that plan? Well, we, yeah, if 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 uh, I, I, I find it uh, absolutely amazing that uh, I think it's become a catchphrase. Very few players, in my opinion, you know, um, I, I think it's a, an ideal. They'll use that phraseology to try to determine where they stand with you, the manager. Uh, you're, you know, because my simple answer to that question all the time, your role is to play ball. Your role is to... When you get an opportunity, you go to the plate and you hit. When you when you are your pitcher, you get an opportunity to pitch. Go pitch. Now, having said that, you know we have starters, uh, we have relievers, and in most cases, your starters are set. You know, certainly, usually, your first three starters are set, and usually the back three guys on your bullpen are set. Now, everything in between is is usually up for grabs, and uh, so you may have guys that you need to describe their role is. I want you to try to step up and be the fourth starter, fifth starter, but in the meantime, you're not showing me that you're, you're, you you got the, the stuff to do that with, so I'm pitching you out of the bullpen, and you're just going to have to show that you're going to be able to do it. If it's a position player that's fighting for a job, uh, you know, hey, you're going to sit on the bench, you're going to get an opportunity, and you got to keep yourself ready, and when you do, you gotta you got to go for it. Uh, and so I think that's, uh, you know, it's not a lot of times, sometimes players don't want to hear what you have to say, so a lot of them don't want to come talk to you because they're afraid of what you're going to tell them. Uh, you may just say just that, look, I've got you as a utility player, and that's what you're going to be for me, and uh, that's where your best use on this team is going to be, and you'll have a player occasionally say, well, I, I, I want a chance to play somewhere, and you can't fault a player for that. So uh, you, you try to be open and honest with players, and you try to let them know what you're playing as a manager, and I'll be honest with you, there are times when uh, – your peripheral players, everybody's playing so poorly, you don't know what the role is. You're just trying to figure out, how am I going to win a game tonight? Where did the uh, balance of power kind of switch in baseball? I mean, it used to be, like you said, the manager said, this is what I want you to do, and and players would fall into place on that. Was it with free agency? Was it when the big money came into place that they started questioning uh, not only routine, but also philosophy, and maybe even the manager, as you said? Well, I think it's a I, I think a lot of things started to happen at the same time. Several things started happening at the same time. Players' attitudes started changing um, uh, back in the 60s and the 70s. They, they started changing a little bit where it used to, you know, uh, when we pitchers controlled the game, you know, it was not about standing at the plate and pumping your arm when you hit a home run. It wasn't about celebrating as you went around the bases, you know, you knew you were going to get grilled and probably in the head the next at bat. So so we were able to police that. So I think Major League Baseball trying to stop fights and trying to stop throwing at people 
that has a little bit to do, and that empowers players to kind of, uh, you know, put themselves on a pedestal and say, look at me, look what I just did. That's a, and so that was a combination of a time when our society started accepting that stuff in baseball. It started happening in football. It started happening in basketball. And so that started happening. Then we had free agency. At the beginning of free agency, I don't think it was all together there. But once you started getting multi-year contracts, and once those multi-year contracts started being to the point where teams had to win, and, and, and if you didn't win, you were losing serious money for owners, then I think uh, that's where it started to tilt away from managers. Uh, general managers were having to make decisions on long-term contracts, and quite frankly, uh, you know, if they sign a guy to a, a, a five-year, $40 million deal, and the manager doesn't think the guy deserves to be playing or needs to be benching, you're, you're just, you know, you're absolutely dissing your general manager if you don't play him. It may be the best thing to do for the team, but managers get trapped in those kind of things. So today's game, if a manager wants to keep his job, he, 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 there's an unwritten sort of uh, communication between your general manager and that. You don't want, you know, your general manager just signed you a, a, a player for $50 million. Maybe you didn't want him, but he did it anyway. And you don't play him, then the owner's going to go to the general manager and say, what's going to happen? Well, you know the general manager's going to fire you right quick because you're not <laughs> following the plan. So, uh, um I think it's that's reasons why it's it's changed uh, and it's gone from a, a a situation where the manager had autonomy and and ruled the club and the GM sort of stayed away from it to where it's flipped now where it's 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 really uh, with the, with few exceptions I think that the beauty of some of and re, and quite frankly the reason some have won is the, the St Louis Atlanta uh, the Yankees. Uh, Minnesota is because the one consistency is they've been consistent with their managers. Bill Garner has joined us, former Major League manager and player as well. I had dinner one night, and it was with Joe Morgan, Tony La Russa, and Dusty Baker. It was a wonderful evening, and we talked about the state of baseball and everything. And I heard them, meaning uh, Dusty and also uh, Tony La Russa, lament to some degree uh, the managers and how tough the job was. Uh, what is the most important thing a manager can do today? Is it being the person that can uh, strategize and make the right decisions at the right time? Or is it communicating? Is it pushing the buttons? Uh, or is it a combination of all of that, Phil? Well, I, I actually had to give a talk to a group of guys not too long ago, and they asked me, to. the, the, the guy that called me about it said, uh, we want you to talk about managing the unmanageable. And so uh, I was thinking about it, and the way I look at managing you, there's three, there's three uh, heads to that snake. You manage the players, you manage the press, and you manage ownership. Owner, and, and I put general manager and ownership together, basically, and even though there's you know, some issues there. And so when I, when I gave they, of course, always thought that they were thinking about managing players with big uh, contracts and guys that were prima donnas. But, see, I don't find that there's very many uh, big contracts with guys with prima donnas. Most guys want to live up to what they've been paid, and they have a great deal of pride. So so I think managing players and pushing those kind of buttons, the this, this strategy, if you will, is quite simple. I think just about everybody's real good at it. But where I think I failed, and, and I think a lot of managers do, is you don't, you don't manage uh, ownership. you got it. You got to have them, and, and this goes back to the plan. Are we all on the same plan? Are we, 
you know, are you are you able to see get ownership to understand what you're trying to do? Uh, you know, and and do it and and do it in such a way you're not trying to make an escape, uh, being a escape using the players as escape. Go well, we're not winning because we don't have this or that. You know, you want to try to say, hey, uh, baseball is a very difficult sport to put winners together. The biggest problem I see is when you're trying to go into an organization have won a long time. You have a culture of losing. Hold on and, just a second, Phil. I got to go to a break okay. here. We'll come back and okay. I want to continue this conversation. Phil Garner is with us. We're talking about managing major league players today, the challenges, and he has a plan of a new way to do it. We'll talk to him about that as we continue across the country and around the world on Sports Byline. You're listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Bill Garner has joined us on Sports Byline USA. We were just talking about today's manager and the challenges that he faces. Phil, go ahead and pick up and continue your comment. Well, um, uh, I, I think, Ron, the reason uh, that you and I had talked, uh, this conversation was cute for you, was that uh, uh, you know, you're saying there was a new way to go about things. Well, it, it kind of comes about because I, I, when I look at the majority of the teams, Baseball tends to want to do everything the same way. 
the the Kansas City Royals are training the same way the Yankees are. The Houston Astros are doing the same thing the St. Louis Cardinals are. Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates are doing the same thing that everybody else is. The Dodgers are, and 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 so on and so forth. Well, by definition, only a couple of teams are going to win each each year. And so, what what I find kind of interesting today is that the tendency of the losing organizations, ones that have been losing for a long time, to keep trying to do the same things over and over and over again, it's not working. Uh, unless you can spend, and and this is I qualify what I'm saying by saying. Unless you can spend money in the same category with the Astros, the Dodgers, or, or some of those teams like that, and, and the lone exception here to me is probably Minnesota, the lone exception to that is, then, then it's, it's, it's futility if you keep trying to, do, trying to compete with them, doing the same things you're doing, because obviously you're not doing what they're doing as well. That's why you can't win. So I think... When you sit down and you analyze that, you say, wait a minute, why don't we do something differently, totally differently? Let's train differently. Let's look at the, the way our players do things. Let's do it absolutely different. And uh, we've got to have, we've got to change the, well, first thing I think you have to do is you have to change the culture and organization. And to do that, you've got to be tough. It, it's tough love, it's mean, and it's, uh, you've got to be cold and hard in cases. And if a player doesn't want to buy into what you want to do, you got to jettison them, and I mean, when you jettison them, you don't want to make life easy on them. You want to make them miserable because the whole idea with change is people are uncomfortable with it. That's why baseball doesn't change; it's very uncomfortable. So, my opinion is, if you're going to take a team that's been perennials losers, you got to change that culture to start with, and that goes with the way we're going to train, the way you're doing things. Obviously, the game's going to be played the same way. You can't can't change the rules in the game. You can't let the Pittsburgh Pirates have five outs and everybody else gets three outs because they haven't won in, in 18 years. So you got to play by the same rules on the field. You don't have to when it comes to everything else. Yeah, you said this is going to be a grind and you're going to work at this. And when you walk on the field, you're going to look at your opponent and you're going to say, I'm tougher than him because that guy ain't gone through nearly what I've gone through. And it sounds like a SEALs deal, and that's exactly what it is. So I assume what you're saying is you're going to make them physically tough, which will make them mentally tough, which will allow you to compete even if you are a little lesser in talent because you have worked a little bit harder. That's, that's yeah, one of the things I think I see, um, and I, I think players have a great deal of pride, um, and I think they, they battle. But I, can, I see that players can battle tougher. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Uh, I just means you're going to fight a little bit harder. And I think to do that, you've got to be a little bit tougher than, than your opponent. One of the frustrating things that I saw as a manager over the years is when teams start to struggle, your, your, your time of possession with the, with the bat is real short. I mean, you're like five pitches and you're out of the inning, and it goes on like that for several days. Very frustrating in baseball. And it almost looks like you don't care when, you, when, you, when your offense is struggling in baseball, and that's where teams get criticized. And I don't think players don't care – I think the point is they're not they're not being as tough as they need to be in those situations, and part of it is because everybody does the thing the same way. We sort of accept losing, uh, you know. Well, you fire a manager, but what do the players go through? Players have got to play. Uh, player has got a multi-year deal, and, and the organization lose it. They sweat off his brow. If he's a good player, he's going to get a good contract, and he's going to continue to do well. And I'm okay with that. 
I don't think you need to, that, that we change that. But what I'm saying is you change the way we live inside that, that, that culture has got to be one. Losing is unacceptable. And if we're going to get beat, we're going to take somebody's blood with us. If we're going down, somebody's going down with me. I'm going to make it so tough on them that when they leave here after they won, they're so glad to get out of town, they're not going to win when they leave from here because they're all going to be beat up. And I think you've got to make your players tougher than that. And I think, you know, you read, you know, I, I, I read about our military people, and I know how well you have uh, well connected in what you've done for our military service. And, and uh, when you read Lone Survivor with uh, the Navy SEAL that, that you know, that talks right. about the stories they had in Afghanistan, I mean, it, 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 one of the things that comes out in these kind of things is the courage that our people have. But the other thing is, is how doggone tough they are. And they're tougher than people in the world because they train harder than everybody else. Yeah, they're single-minded. There's no doubt about that. I've seen it every time I've been in Iraq or Afghanistan, and I know that's what you're talking about. The second half of what you talked about in your radical changes is big league managers make decisions. You say, you know, the ideas involve radical changes in not only the training, but also big league managers make decisions. How, how, How do you see a change there? Well, I think one of the big problems in today's game, we kind of alluded to it earlier, uh, there's nothing wrong with a guy wanting to keep his job. You can't, you know, there's a catch-22 here. How are you going to implement what you want to do if you don't keep your job? You don't want to go in and get fired two months into your job. You you don't have a chance. But the problem is uh, managers are sort of running the teams that way. There's There's this subtle undertow that managers kind of walk a tight, tight rope on. They don't want to they don't want to upset the apple cart with players. They got to have players to like them. They got to have players to want to play for them. And and part of what I'm talking about, yeah, one of the ways you get players to do things is they got to like you. But I also contend the other the other, the main part of this issue with managers that have been successful is players fear them just a little bit because they know if they don't toe the line or they don't buy into what they're doing, um, then then, then the player is, is out. And so there's this sort of, I don't want to get thrown out of the group. I want to be in, in the group. So I think the, the mindset for managers have to be a little bit different. And it's almost like um, the managers say, I'm going to do it this way. And, you you know, the general manager and the owner, they've got to decide if I'm going to get in line with the manager or not. So don't don't put me out there unless you guys are willing to back me up for a couple of years, several years. Give me – Give me the time to do it my way. Now, you're going to make agents, you're going to upset agents because they're going to want to come in and say, boy, my guy doesn't like you. You're pushing my guy too hard or stuff like this. You're going to say, wait a minute, what's the problem? Are you happy with this team losing? Well, this is not the right way to, to, to go about it. Well, wait a minute. This organization has not figured out what the right way is, and we're going to try something differently now. So you've got to get people, you've got to force people, you've got to drag them along because people are going to kick and scream uh, just try it in your own family. Just just look at your own kids and say, we're going to do something differently and see how hard it is to get them to go along. You've got to force them to do it at times. And so that's what I'm saying about the managers have to, and, and ownership's got to, got to stand behind them. You can't, you can't decide that, that uh, you know, you've got everybody mad at you at the end of the first year, and now you're going to change that because all the players do is they basically win anyway. You've got to, you got to change that culture. See, again, I'm talking about, Organizations that have not been winning and organizations that can't spend lots of money to try to get a winning team. In about 90 seconds that we have left, Bill, how likely is it that 
both ownership, general manager, they're going to buy into something that radical because, you know, ownership doesn't know whether the ball's stuffed or blown up most of the time. Uh, also, the general manager wants to protect his job, and if it doesn't work, then he knows he's probably going to be out with the manager as well. I mean, yeah. is that really uh, – is it realistic to believe that what you're saying could actually be implemented in baseball? No, I don't think – I don't. I think it actually happens today. I think that's why Tony LaRusse has been such – I think Tony's a terrific manager, but I think one of the reasons he's been very successful is he's been able to do just this. Um, I think that's what Joe Torrey's done. I think Ron Gardenhauer's done just this. So I think there are examples out there that most of the clubs that are losing will not implement this because of various reasons. The culture of losing uh, continues to, to win in those organizations. What is the hardest, single hardest thing to change in a, a team uh, that has been losing for a number of years? Is it the attitude of losing? It's the attitude of losing, yeah, the acceptability of it. It just cannot be accepted. You go, you know, it's got to be a lot of pain. Do you miss managing, Phil? I know you and I have talked a couple of times, and now that you've been out of it for a couple of years, do you miss it? Uh, no, I, I, I enjoy it when I'm doing it. I enjoy seeing the game on the bases that I do while I'm uh, like I am now. I enjoy talking about it. And, of course, you, Ron, you know me, and over the years I'm very opinionated about a few things. So <laughs> I enjoy putting my opinion in it all the times. But, uh I don't pine for the sport. Uh, if I'm involved in it, I, I get involved and I truly enjoy it. And if I'm not, I go about my other business. Well, that's why you're a happy and uh, fulfilled man. Phil, I want to thank you very much for your time. You've always been there for me, and I always love talking baseball with you. Take care, my friend. We'll stay in touch. Okay. All right, Ron. Thanks very much. Phil Garner, again, former Major League player, won a world championship with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and, of course, manager who took the Houston Astros to their only World Series in 2005. We continue with more of you in Sports Byline. You have been listening to Ron Barr's Sports Byline USA podcast on the 8Side Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or shoot that, shoot that. And even checkouts not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 